You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion here on the E2C Network. I've returned once again, kicked AJ out for another episode. My name is Kyle Loomis. I'm your editor for the E2C Network, and I am pleased and thankful that I have been welcomed back, probably for the last time, to the No Huddle Show uh, to fill in for AJ Richardson, who is doing something. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I mean, what's he got to do other than do this podcast, right? He doesn't have a life, right, Jared? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm just glad you haven't kicked me out yet, too. So, well, after the things that I said in the review of Arkansas, <laughs> I'm surprised that I'm actually here right now. You got invited back, yeah. Well, I'll try to be more behaved in this one, even though I'm sure there's things that will fire me up um, about Auburn versus South Carolina and then taking a look at the SEC as a whole. Uh, but, Jared, just be honest with me. You know, we, we broke down the Arkansas game and, our, and got through all our feelings and discussions about that. But post-Arkansas, what's your mindset going into South Carolina as a football fan? Um, I'm feeling a little better. I mean, I, I think the emergence of our run game has made me feel more comfortable. And, mm. you know, I've seen South Carolina play. They have a pretty good running back. And they have a – you know, their their offense is not terrible. Um, I don't think their defense is real good. So, I, I feel like we go – you know, we're having to go to their place, but there's not going to be a lot of fans, although right. that's up in the air. Some people are having a lot and some aren't. But I feel, <laughs> I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. How about How about you? I don't know. I wish I had a definitive answer for you. Um, I would say probably before we started this discussion, I was feeling pretty confident too. But I think this season has been so unique and so odd, not just because of COVID-19, but because of uh, just, you know, personnel issues and things like that. It literally goes one day, I'm confident, the next I'm not. And that was, I was pretty confident. I think I got shook after the Georgia week when I was pretty confident the entire week that we were going to be able to at least handle them. Um, and, and make it competitive, and that didn't happen. So I think my confidence in myself, Jared, has been shook a little bit. Although, like you said, when I when I look at South Carolina, I don't really see a lot of things that scare me, but I do see the potential of a good team, and this is a road game as well. So I, I don't think that the weather is going to be a, a, a factor in this next game here but the fact that it's going to be a road game with a, an offense and a defense they're struggling to find themselves at this point I do find some reasons for concern so I need you to make me feel better about it well you're an Auburn fan like you're supposed to go <laughs> back and forth every other day that's our life um but I, here's the deal if we had not if we did not have Tank Bixby and, and DJ started appearing to be back to normal um, and, you know, J.J. Pegues and, you know, Schwartz and Seth, if we didn't have those guys, I agree with you. I would be very worried. But with the emergence of Tank and saying, all right, look, if the passing isn't working, the run game might. Whereas before Tank emerged, we basically were having to rely on both. Yeah. So I think we're taking a little pressure off. That'll probably help on the road. 
usually running travels anywhere. Passing does not always. Um, running and good defense travels. So I think that's going to help us in this game. Um, more worried about play calling. I'm not knocking anybody, but when we get in the red zone, like I think these play callers get bored. When you're in the red zone, if Tank got you all the way down there, or DJ, just keep pounding it until they prove they can't stop it. That's the only thing I would say there. Let's, we need to come away with touchdowns and not field goals. But here's the question on that side. That, that It works well in principle, and it sounds good, but as we talked a lot about, and, I, and I'm not saying anything new, and I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Coach Bricknell and the offensive line knows this, when you've got an offensive line that is not proven to be able to do the power game, how do you justify not being a little bit of a trickeration type of offense in that situation when you haven't shown the consistency to be able to do that? Yes, that's a great question. And they get paid a lot of money because, and they're seeing what's working and not in practice. So they may be just as surprised that they just bull rushed them down the field and they can't see that continuing. I just think that it happened in the Arkansas game. Like, listen, they were not stopping us. So my theory is until they prove they can keep on rolling with it. Now, if sure. they stop you, on first and second down, then you got to do something different. But um, I would say don't don't help them do something different um, is my theory on that. But, yeah, I mean, listen, if it works, you know how it always is. If the play works, it's great. If it doesn't, terrible, you know, the terrible play call. Right, right. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty and all that stuff. And you're just trying to make the best call that you can at the time with the situation that you're in and the things that are presented in front of you. Um, however, here's another storyline. Will Muschamp, little history with him, two-time defensive coordinator. He's an interesting guy. Um, what's your feelings about seeing old Will Muschamp again? I always kind of liked Will. I know he kind of rubbed people wrong sometimes, but, you know, we owe a lot of credit to our defense too, Will, because Will basically came back. We were bad for several years, and that was not the Auburn way. We had lost our mojo. Will came in and brought that mentality back of this is going to be a really good defense. Will wasn't as good technical, like, we've never tackled any better than we have under Steele. That, he's brought that aspect. But Will brought some good recruits in, brought back that mentality. And um, so we owe a lot of credit to him, I think, with the success we've had. Again, Steele took it to another level. Um, but I don't have a problem with, you know, Will. He's a fiery guy. Um, I don't know that he's ever going to make it as a head coach because of that. But uh, he's a real good defensive coordinator in my mind. How about you? I, I I think he can make it as a head coach. I just think he needs the right situation. And I questioned him heavily, not because he left Auburn to go to South Carolina. I knew he, we all knew that he was there for one, maybe two seasons. It was going to go right. somewhere else. He was just a, a place filler at the time. And I'm very thankful for that because he got us turned around, as you said. I just, I question his decision to go to South Carolina. I really do. I do not think that is a program that is showing any type of uptick at this point. And here I am saying that, and they may beat us. I, I, I could absolutely be 100% wrong here. I just don't see him being successful at South Carolina, and I hate it because I do like him in some aspects, even though he's kind of at moments helped us, but in other moments he's hurt us when he's been the defensive coordinator against us and he has mm -hmm. a tie to save and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that can be a little, you know, a bit of a conundrum in of itself, but I don't have any ill wills toward him and I will ill will. Did you, will. Did, you, did you plan that? <laughs> I honestly didn't. I tried to plan out my bad puns in advance and that one was not part of my repertoire. You're just so good. They just happen. You don't even have to plan them. If that's the way you want to spin it, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at it this way. It's a 11 a.m. kickoff central time for Auburn and South Carolina. Auburn fans have traditionally feared the 11 o'clock kickoff time. 
Apparently now we love it. That shows you how fickle we are these days as a fan base. So what do you mm-hmm. think about an 11 o'clock kickoff time for Auburn, South Carolina? Well, it always throws me off, Kyle. I'm on fast time, you know, being in Atlanta. So I'm like, 11? Wow, they've moved it even further back. It's, you know, 12 for me. I um, I think away games, 12 is a better option because any kind of fans that are there are going to be negated because they're still trying to wake up. So I don't mind it on away games. Home games, when we can pack the crowd, pack the stadium, it is a little bit of a problem. But listen, this year, I don't think it really matters. I mean, it's all weird. It's not a full crowd. It's going to – it doesn't matter if you start at 4 o'clock, it's going to feel like a 12 o'clock game. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's less of an impact this year, being honest. Yeah. It, it definitely – the voodoo on it doesn't seem to be as big this year. No. Um, and and when you get a win at 11 o'clock, you don't get a win at, uh, you know, an evening game. It kind of like, well, maybe we try something. Maybe we start having 11 o'clock games more often. Yeah. Uh, Hey, you know, whatever gets us the win, especially in this season, I will take it at this point. Um, right now, it seems like I'm looking at ESPN just for a listener's reference. They have their little matchup predictor. Auburn's favored 66.2%. I don't want to get anybody hopes up. Uh, but I think, you know, the so-called ex- experts, they think seem to think even with Auburn's struggles that it just doesn't match up well uh, with South Carolina's personnel pushing it into Auburn's favor. Um, now, I think they surprised a lot of people this year and started Colin Hill at quarterback over Ryan Holinsky, or whichever Holinsky brother. I know there were several of them uh, there. And, um, you know, uh, you got to go with the guy you think puts you in the best position to win. You look at their stats, uh, or his stats, he's 69 uh, attempts for 100, uh, 69 of 110 attempts. 698 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Um, the numbers are a little bit bigger than Bo's, but very comparable proportions-wise. Uh, so it looks about maybe similar type of quarterback here. And you mentioned their running back. What stuck out to you about him? Harris is his name. I, I watched them play Tennessee, and that game was just back and forth. I mean, he was bouncing off tackles, and, um, you know, I don't. I, he's, he's kind of a bigger guy, if I remember, so it wasn't like breakaway speed, but he was just kind of hard to get down. So, um, scared me a little bit, to be honest with you. I, I think right now Tennessee's uh, defensive line might be in a little better spot than ours, and so he was able to do that against them. Um, so, yeah, I, nothing – I don't know his stats whatsoever. Couldn't tell you a single stat. Just the eyeball test when I was watching him, I said, oh, he might be a little bit of a problem. Yeah, I do think that he is someone that we have to shut down, and if we can do that, we um, have a, a even greater chance of winning this game here because Colin Hill, as a first-year starter, even though he's had you know decent stats, who knows what's going to happen if he comes up a, a like a team like Auburn, who's shown the potential to be a lot better than they've actually showed on the field. So now let's talk about our players to watch for Auburn in this game, and we got to start with offense. I'll let you go first, Jared. Who is your player to watch? Honestly, um, it's not any huge surprise I would say probably Seth because Seth in the Arkansas game he wasn't 100% right something was off I think he might have been battling an injury and in the red zone we need him because that fade route if it's not properly you can't guard that and so that's going to be where we're going to get our touchdowns so I'm going to keep an eye on him see how he's doing health wise Um, I think he's going to be a key factor so I'm going to stay in the wide receiver realm but I'm going to say Shedrick Jackson uh, yeah. struggled a lot in, in the Georgia game, and we didn't see him at all, at least receptions-wise, in um, the the last game against Arkansas. 
and I say it in relation to Seth Williams. I think the fact that we only saw two wide receivers get receptions last game is something that we're not going to see a lot of success if it doesn't change. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Stowe's still out. And thankful. here's the thing, guys. AJ didn't pick anybody here, so they're safe from injury. So you can take that to the <laughs> he bank. Does have the, he's got the mad curse, doesn't he? The AJ he does. curse. Was yeah. it Elijah Stowe and who else got uh, – Jalen Simpson both yep. went out after Simpson. you picked them. So you're safe, I promise. Well, I can't yeah. promise anything. Yeah. But. yeah, it's definitely – the odds are with them. But I want to watch Cedric Jackson. I think he's got the potential to be great, and he's had some struggles, and someone has to rise to the occasion alongside uh, Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz. And if that doesn't change, things are not going to get that much better, at least receiving-wise. Hey, I picked Cedric Jackson at the beginning of the year to be our breakout player and be the lead the team in receiving, so he better pick it up. Yeah, well, you made that pick. I'll be honest with you. I was like, really? <laughs> I'm, kid- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I- no, no, no. I'm looking back like, what was I thinking? But anyways, he, he, uh, if he's going to, if he's going to not make me a liar, he really needs to start stepping it up. When you have the blood of Bo Jackson running through your veins, I will yeah. never count you out. And I say there I'm watching him not to disparage him, but I just, I, we need someone to step up and I think he has the potential to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Defense players to watch. Jared, who are you watching? I think it's probably going to be the, um, it, it's really it, not necessarily why it's going to be can big cat play. I think we have to have big cat. We got to have a little consistency there. Big cats played, you know, multiple years now and is very athletic. And if we want to have any success moving forward with KJ or, uh, you know, KJ uh, Britt being out, we got to get some people back. And if we can get him back, I think that's going to help tremendously help the linebackers out. I will be watching Christian Tut. Uh, mainly for a couple of reasons here. He is one of the few leaders that has not been injured or knocked out of a game from a bogus targeting call or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and he he got beat a couple times against Arkansas. Now, uh, that is because he was put in some situations within a struggling defensive backcourt. And uh, that last touchdown, I think, Arkansas score was over the top of his head. Um, so I, I just think that Christian is going to now be focused on for some over-the-top throws, and I'd like to see him, not just him, but the adjustments that we're used to Kevin still making be utilized to help him in those situations because he's not a traditional defensive back. He's that, uh, what do we call it, a, is it a, not a nickel, a nickelback? Star. Oh, yeah, nickelback, Star, yeah. the special hybrid position, we'll call yes. it the hybrid position. So I just think that, he needs a little help right now because there are people that saw that tape and are going to start focusing on him a little bit more than I would like. Agreed. So defense, those are our players to watch. Special teams, players to watch. Who you got, Jared? I think it's probably just going to – again, none of mine are any – they're not fancy, but it's going to be Anders. I mean, I think that, you know, if if we're going to continue to struggle in the red zone, we need to make sure we're making field goals. So – and, you know, he missed one yet, uh, last weekend, but – obviously in the rain and everything, and he came back and redeemed himself. So, you know, we, we need to make sure we're making field goals. He can do it. Let's, hopefully we don't have to use him that much, but um, if we do, we need, it, we need him. So, so I maybe, think, you're, maybe you're watching him so we don't have to watch him? Is that the way I'm Yeah, him? I would love to watch him on the sideline. Maybe <laughs> kicking extra points. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of rambled there. Essentially, when your offense is struggling – there's a good chance we're going to get in the red zone and we're, we're going to, you know, not get in. So we got to make sure we're at least getting points and coming away with points on drives because that'll, that'll totally destroy a defense if you move down and don't get any points and they got to go back out there. 
Fair point. I, I gave him the game ball for the Arkansas game. And you, as a former kicker, I, I mad props for that man after that game. And so if that's for the rest of the time, if you want to pick him as your special teams, I will not question <laughs> you on that because he earned a lot of respect from in that game. And he already had it, but really solidified yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. For me, I'm, I'm going to just say a blanket punter because I'm still trying to figure out the punter situation. Mm-hmm. Aiden Marshall uh, got all the punts minus the Bo Nix pooch kick. Um, an art against Arkansas and I don't know if that's because he's won the job or because of the conditions we're trying to keep things the same with consistency or things like that has he solidified it just the punter position not it hasn't again we said in the review of Arkansas if your punter's not making noise that's probably a good thing mm-hmm. and that's the case the last couple of games here so I just am interested what's going on in that position. I really would like to find a definitive answer there. And so that's what I'm going to be watching on special teams for me. Good call. Yep. So if you had to round out your thoughts for our preview for South Carolina, what do you expect? And then I want your score prediction. You know, I'm always very optimistic at this point. And then the game starts and I'm, you know, I'm like, Oh no, we can't get off the field on third down and yada, yada, yada. So I think right now I'm very optimistic. I think that that we are going to go take care of business. We're not great right now, maybe just above average, but I don't know that South Carolina is that good either, not a knock on them. So that's a team we need to go take care of. There's a few still on our our schedule that we absolutely, even not playing to what we can, is a team we should beat. This is one of those teams. We're on the road, but eh, the things on the road that usually cause problems are crowd, and that's not going to be a factor. So. Yeah. Let's go take care of business. Yeah, I, th- I think this is one that Auburn can take care of business at. Um, but what is your score prediction for this? I'm going to say 27 to 17. 27 to 17. How about so you? Double-digit victory for you, sir. A little confidence. I like it. Well, yeah, I know. Hey, you know, I'll take that. We could use a little bit more of that in the Auburn family these days. <laughs> what do you think? I told you I've been burned a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm picking Auburn to win. That's that's a given here. And, I, and I'm not just saying that because of my orange and blue glasses. I, I really do think Auburn can and will win this game. I'm just – I'm trying to picture how this game is going to go. Again, hoping that conditions are better. I expect them to be based on my forecast uh, that I'm predicting. Um, <laughs> another yeah. another um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my score first, and maybe I can work my way and explain it. 23-17 to 17 Auburn. Okay. I see a potential for Auburn to do something similar to what happened in this game. Get out front early, and then for whatever reason, they let the Gamecocks back into the game. Maybe not as thrilling of it as an end. Maybe that last touchdown that South Carolina scores uh, and that 17 points I allowed them is at the very end uh, with only you know minutes left, and maybe they try an onside kick and don't get I don't know. Um, I, I just have a feeling that this one will feel like it's in hand the entire time for Auburn and then kind of slowly become, uh, you know, us all having a heart attack again, which is the, the Auburn. Kind of like Arkansas. Yeah. Kind of like Arkansas, except not, not literally us, you know, all having to go to the emergency room. Um, <laughs> so that being said, I do think Auburn shows some improvements in this one. I, I still think some of those frustrations will come back and we'll all be having a therapy session again. And then Kyle won't be back to berate you all again for being bad. Auburn. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody. Sorry. Sorry, I'm not, I told you I wasn't going to get on people for their negativity, but I did it anyway. <laughs> you did it again. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. 
Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Uh, so that's our perspectives for the game. We both expect wins just with varying degrees of success. Now, let's move on to what AJ loves, for some odd reason, an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. So here we are. Now, we've got some interesting games to talk about, though, Jared. Should we talk about our old boys across the state first? Is that, would that be a fun one to talk about? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good place to start because uh, we actually have some, some negative things to point out. Well, I mean, I just don't understand what the problem was. I mean, you know, excuses, right? No excuses. That's what I hear these days is there shouldn't be any excuses after a game. Either team, either you execute or you don't. Uh, 63 to 48, Alabama does pull away of Ole Miss at the end. But my goodness, you would have thought that it was just the most egregious errors in the world or something fishy was going on. Or could it just be your defense sucks? Yeah, I think we're going to – I think we need to start calling them – you know, Ole Miss is, has been in search of a new mascot. Maybe the Astros because they're apparently good at sign stealing. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I mean, that's all I've heard. So, Saban said it. Their linebacker said it. And I think Auburn Elvis had a great line. He said something along the lines of, like, he, Lane's been gone like three or four years. It would be like not changing the passwords at, the, at your company. I mean, how does he still know the signs? I don't know. It's hey. – um, yeah, there seems to always be excuses when things don't go their way. I said this uh, to my mother-in-law and my wife. We were all watching the games together here at our house um, when uh, that one came on. And I, and I told them exactly how it's going to go. This one was no defense was going to be had at all. And this is before I knew how bad the de- both defenses looked. But it was going to be one after the other, a score. And then eventually, at the end of the game, Ole Miss was going to make one mistake. And then it would look like Alabama ran away with it. Yep. Uh, and that's exactly, exactly what happened what happened. Here. Yep. Now, and they did not look like the number two team. If if that is the number two team in the land, we all got problems. Um, they look their offense looks pretty good. Uh, they've got another game manager uh, in whatever his name Mac Jones is. Uh, yeah, Mac Jones. Yep, yep. He is he is the epitome of what they've been rolling out in the past you know ten years. Hey, Other if it ain't broke, it. don't fix it, man. That's right. <clears throat> do what you guys got to do. And, you know, Waddle is a beast, and I, I give that guy credit, and I give them credit for utilizing him and all that. But if, if that's the defense y'all going to be putting out every single game this year, 
y'all's going to be in trouble a little bit, it's, maybe next week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because Georgia can run the ball now. So, it's going to – I don't know what's going to happen with that game. But it was uh, it was fun to watch uh, Ole Miss. And Ole Miss is kind of – we, talk we talked about last time the teams that kind of have your number. I mean, we forget, Ole Miss beat them twice when mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze was there running that yeah. same style offense. So, yeah. And I will say real quick, Lane Kiffin, he, he came back on Twitter and said, we couldn't have been stealing your signs. We were running – like, we were up to the line running the play before y'all even made a defensive play call. Like, they were going that fast. Mm. So, it, it, I thought it was funny. I'm going to love this right, – what well, it was – it's it, – Ole Miss and Alabama is a better rivalry than Tennessee and Alabama at this point. I mean, yes. honestly, that, that is your rival, Alabama, uh, even though that's not a cross-divisional rival. So stop pretending like Tennessee is this big ordeal for you guys. It's, it's us and Ole Miss. That's it. Maybe LSU on an occasion. I, I'm waiting on – Lane Kiffin has just enough loose screws to write a tell-all book about the process. So I'm <laughs> waiting on that to happen one day. <laughs> The processes and the excuses. The the Lane process Kiffin. at Bama, yeah. <laughs> Let's he, maybe behind the scenes curtain, he'll he'll write a tell-all book about you know how they do things. I love it. So transitioning a little bit over to the Georgia Tennessee game, but for, before we get there, just quick prediction from you: Who wins Georgia Alabama this week? I think Alabama. I, I mean, <laughs> same Don't thing. Don't do I, that to me. I know. Well, listen. Here's the deal. So two things going on. I hate Georgia equally because I live in Georgia and was born and raised. So that's probably a little bit of it. But honestly, Georgia's got the same problem with Alabama that we have with Georgia. Like, they have their number. And until you actually go do it, same reason leading up to Georgia game, I said, until Auburn does it, until they go beat Alabama, I'm not going to pick them to do it. Uh, That's a fair point. I probably should be thinking that way as well. But here I am being the eternal optimist of the bunch. Uh, So I'm going to hope – no, I'm not even going to say it because I'll just ruin it for myself. So moving on, Tennessee versus Georgia. (laughs) You're not even going to pick. I love it. Nope, nope. Tennessee versus Georgia, 21-44. to Georgia takes the win. Uh, This was a much more interesting game uh, in the first half, and it looked like Tennessee might be trying to be back. What's up with the T teams always saying they're back? Texas and Tennessee, but they never really are. They're never – I know. That's a good point. I don't know. But, uh, you know, Georgia – for whatever reason, just had some struggles in the first half and, and locked it down on defense uh, in the second half. And like you said uh, previously on this show and the last one we did together, Georgia's got a good defense, or at least by the SEC standards of this year, a pretty good one. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, Garantano for them had a couple of passes that, you know, back when he, he came and beat Auburn in 2018, and, I mean, he looked like a Heisman. He was just throwing stuff up and the receivers were catching it. They had a couple of those catches in the first half against Georgia. The problem with them is you got to be really good because their defense is that good. Um, Alabama is really good, so it's going to be interesting to see how, on offense at least. It's going that game's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's going uh, to be a fun one to watch, regardless of what happens, and we'll probably all have our hearts broken no matter what. Anyway, so uh, moving on to Florida, number four lost to number twenty-one Texas A&M, Jared. Kellen Mond got his Heisman game. <laughs> he got it. Did you see Jimbo after the game? Like he was, it was like a, it was like a huge monkey off his back. He said, "Yes, we finally actually beat somebody that's relevant." So it was a interesting press conference. He was kind of defending himself during that post game, and yeah, I assume Kellen Mond's already writing his acceptance speech. I, I'm telling you, man, just the air apparent. And look, they've got Mississippi State coming up next. Watch them lay an egg against them, against the team that just scored two. More coming up on that, that later. I could absolutely see that happening. You know, Florida has the same. Listen, there's not there's not any good defenses in the SEC this year. Florida, I mean, 
I'm not trying to take anything away from A&M. They made the plays they need to make, but I mean, Florida's giving up points to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely so, are here. So do you think it's more of a fluke for Florida or more of a just Texas A&M being better than we thought? I think it was more Florida, if okay. I'm being honest. No. Well, congrats we'll to A&M. Out. They had to get you, you don't just fall into points. I mean, they had to go get them, but yeah, I think that was more, more Florida issues on defense than A&M being better than they typically are. We'll certainly find out with their games coming up next. But for now, probably the one – well, we had a lot of upsets, honestly, so I can't say definitively say the biggest, but that was a big one and, and probably the, the one that was most talked about uh, this week because it was a surprise, a top-five team falling in the SEC to Texas A&M. Uh, so we'll move on to the next game here. Obviously, we've covered in, in detail on our show uh, review of Auburn-Arkansas. So if you want to hear that, you'll have to go back to the previous episode. Uh, another upset – Tiger Bowl 2.0, maybe. I don't know. We're, we're Tiger Bowl. But Missouri takes down the struggling, the floundering Bayou Bengals of LSU by the score of 45-41. to 41. This is the one that shocked me the most, Jared. It probably shouldn't have, but it did. Uh, Missouri had six, play, six starters out due to COVID. Did you know that? I did not know that. Now I'm ashamed to even, like, associate with the LSU in our conference after that. Six starters out. You know, listen, hey, the game had to be moved to Missouri. It was supposed to be in Baton Rouge. But I don't think that had a huge impact because, again, not much crowd is allowed. So it was a weird – you know, that I wouldn't want that, that to happen to us either. But that's not the reason they gave up 40-something points and couldn't st- – I mean, they just couldn't stop them. Well, they can take a page out of Alabama's book and just have excuses. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's no excuses. Excuse me. No excuses. It it's no excuses. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. No excuses. I keep forgetting that part out of it. Well, they keep they keep throwing us curveballs and making them. So, well, you know. I don't blame you. I mean, it is political season. Why have your story straight, right? Wow, I'm just – I'm <laughs> taking shots left and right at everybody tonight. Woo, woo. I'm, right. bringing, I'm bringing the fire extinguisher, Cal. This Missouri and hot. LSU was a huge upset – uh, and one that not a lot of us saw coming. Uh, so congrats to Missouri for getting the win that they probably needed this season, and that will be one they hang their hat on going forward. Two more games. Obviously, this is an important one for us. South Carolina defeated Vanderbilt um, and did it handily, but it's Vanderbilt. I'm sorry, Vandy. I know y'all want to be good at football, but you're just rarely – you're not. So no. I, I don't really have anything much to say about this except that they South Carolina just handled business. Yep, they took care of business. You're so correct. No no high for them and no low for them. So we probably are going to have a South Carolina team that's coming in just kind of on an even keel, which could be pretty dangerous as well, uh, if we're really honest with ourselves. Finally, that brings us to the last game in the SEC, which was one that's interesting. Mississippi State. <laughs> Let me, let me say it again. Mississippi State, you heard me right. The team that scored an SEC record or had a record yardage as, with a quarterback in K.J. Costello. Two points. I'm going to say that again. Two points in this game. And that's not by the offense. There's not a two-point play out there. So that was the offense was shut out. Two points. Lost to Kentucky, 24-2. to um, I don't know what I'm more shocked by, that Kentucky actually looks like a decent team um, or that – Mississippi State, who just set records two games ago, scored two points. Uh, what, do, what, do you, what do you take away from this game, Jared? You know, I knew that's, that's Mike Leach. I mean, that's what he's done his whole career. So, back to Texas Tech. But that's surprising. And he had two bad games. I, you know, I, they benched the quarterback. I mean, that quarterback, you know all the quarterbacks that have come through the SEC. That guy in his first game beat them all. 
uh, with records, and three weeks later he's benched. I don't, I don't know what to make of that. Um, I do four think Kentucky's four interceptions. Four interceptions. I do think Kentucky's actually pretty good. They gave that game to Ole Miss. No offense to Ole Miss fans. They they made some really boneheaded decisions that gave the game. They should be two and one right now. Um, so I think Kentucky's actually a pretty pretty solid team. Yeah. Um, but not like that. I mean, that's that's bad. So I think for the Auburn fan perspective of this, we should take this game um, and then the way that Kentucky's played all of their games so far as a sign that we actually did play a pretty decent opponent. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the very first game. But here's the thing, and not to go off topic, Gus. That wasn't his forte in the beginning, but he's actually opened up a Washington and Oregon. He's he seemed to have played some better football, and I know we had to come back in the Oregon game. Like he beat some real quality teams, and then we move on and don't really progress. So I, we may have, I hope that wasn't our best game, uh, the first game of the season. But yes, we did beat a very quality opponent. Yeah, well, we did, and I, I do think that Kentucky probably will still finish probably you know close to five hundred. Just you know, looking at the way things are shaking out in this crazy SEC and crazy COVID-19 2020 football season. But um, I do have a little bit more respect as time goes on for Kentucky and just in perplexed by Mississippi State. I, I After week one, I was dreading playing them. Now I'm not so sure. And like, will they score two points against us? I don't know. Uh, so interesting game here. Very if you would have asked me, yeah, if you would have said, hey, who's the better hire? of the Mississippi schools, I probably would have said Leach. And then definitely for this year, like just, I mean, I just thought this year he'd be, we got a better team set up to to win right now. It doesn't look that way right now. I mean, I know Lane, I know Lane's one and two, but I mean, he's played really well against everybody they've played. So that Ole Miss. After this game, I think the entire state of Mississippi wants to be on the Lane train, sadly. (laughs) Oxford is, so. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, it'll be an interesting one. I, I'm still looking forward to the Egg Bowl this year with these two characters. And uh, Oh, yeah. Here's what I take away from the SEC right now. I want to see if you agree or if you have any differing thoughts. Georgia, far and away, looks like the best team at this moment in terms of, as a whole, the best offense, I think, probably goes to Alabama at this point, and the best defense probably goes to Georgia at this point, with Georgia having just you know a, a little bit an offense that maybe is almost equal with their defense. No, I won't even say equal, but at least average at times uh, with their whole quarterback situation. We made them look like a world beater. Um, I, I just find hard to believe that anybody else at this point outside of Alabama or Georgia um, is going to run away with this thing. And even that doesn't look to be a sure thing. Yeah, I think overall full team, Georgia's the best team. I mean, from top to bottom, they're the best team right now. Um, the problem with them is I don't – if they get behind, which is what's happened in some Alabama games with them and LSU games, they don't have the offense built to come back from that. So, yeah. um, Alabama's offense – I hate to say this about either one of these teams. I don't like them. Alabama's offense is just ridiculous. They have athletes everywhere. Um, so, yeah, those are the two best teams. You know, Florida, if they can fix their defense, they have a really good offense. So, I don't know what's going on with their D. Um, they're going to give Georgia a fight. I think Georgia, I said Florida at the beginning of the year. Um, I, I now flip that. I think uh, – I, I said Florida at the beginning of the year. I think Georgia probably wins that that game. But um, right now, yes, and this really hurts to say, Alabama and Georgia are the, the two teams to beat uh, in the SEC right now. Here's two things that I know. Defense comes at a premium in the SEC this year, and LSU is not going to win the national championship back to back They are not going to win. 
<laughs> you're not. Hey, I'll tell you, I have some family members that are LSU fans, and even they knew last year. They said, look, this is a one-year deal. We better win it right now because we got everything lining up, and they knew it. Um, and I didn't think they'd be this bad. I knew that number six was too high of a ranking for them um, at the beginning of the year. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, – I was not expecting this. I think unranked is too high of a ranking for them at this point. <laughs> well, they are now for the – well – yeah, I don't want to bring up the uh, the only other team to fall that quick was 2011 Auburn look, from winning the championship. I saw that on ESPN. You know, look, there's the curse of winning the game. You know, <laughs> the big one. You know, it's there's the curse, and then there's the curse that LSU seems to have on themselves. Whatever voodoo they did to have everything light up uh, perfectly Man. for that last season, it is completely. They've cashed every chip they have in, and it is all they coming back. on Absolutely them. did, and it was an amazing team. But yeah, they. And the crazy thing is, there's about three things that go different, and we beat them in Baton Rouge. That was, oh. but that was the story of last year. Same thing in Florida. Why you so, got to end on that note? Why you got to? Why you got to tell me that? Sorry, I know. Sorry. What a downer. All right. Well, that's a great one to end on there. That's our SEC fan perspective, and our preview of Auburn versus South Carolina. We both think that we will win. And uh, we hope that we are proven right. And even if uh, I'm wrong, I won't be here next week. So what does it matter? <laughs> what does it matter? Uh, yeah, you don't have to talk about it. We're going to bring you on, I we, don't. We are bringing you on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's been fun breaking down all this stuff with you this week. I, again, thank AJ and Jerry for allowing me to be a part of their show here on the ETC Network. And we'll be back again very soon to talk about some Auburn football. Jared, if they want to contact you, where can they find you? Uh, just uh, find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And if you want to find me, you can do so on Twitter at TigerEye24. Until we talk to you again, my friends, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?